What's going on, professionally silly listeners? So check it. This podcast episode is a little bit longer than my other ones, but uh, trust me, it is a goodie. And uh, it doesn't end when you think it does. So stay tuned. We have survived yet another week. Happy Friday, listeners, and welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And if you're new to this delicious podcast, um, I'm standing right behind you. Was that creepy? A little bit. Okay. This podcast is where we can discuss ghost stories, true crime stories, and lots of crazy shit that I find online. Hosted by me, someone who has definitely overabused TikTok during this quarantine time. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the city of Los Angeles has extended its stay-at-home orders for like another two months. Yep. So if you're in LA, hang in there, my friends. We got this, y'all. We got this. Also, I have been taking a look at what's trending lately on Twitter, and apparently, what is it, Coronets, Coronavidiots or some shit, I forget, it's some sort of thing that other countries (laughs) are calling us because we are the only country that is still opening up its doors to everyone. Oh, hashtag rip America, that is one of the hashtags that's going on right now. So uh, for everyone uh, listening to this podcast and you're and you're not in uh in, in the USA, it's not all of us, okay? Uh Covidiots, that's what it was. It was Covidiots, hashtag Covidiots. Listen, I have been home. I ain't been surrounding myself with people. I only go out when I need to get groceries and things like that. Like I'm being good. I'm being so good. It's not it's not all of us. <laughs> But yes, that's what's uh, that's what's trending right now on uh, on Twitter, as well as the Obama Gate Gate, which I think is fucking bullshit. I'm not even going to go into that shit. So (laughs) new. So uh, last Sunday on my YouTube video, uh, on my YouTube channel, excuse me, we we made pickleback shots. And if you haven't had a pickleback shot, it is a shot of whiskey that is followed by a shot of pickle juice. It's so much better than it sounds, I promise. <laughs> I had like three different whiskeys. I had Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker, and some Jameson. And I followed each shot with some pickle juice. It was a tasty time. It definitely was. So check out that video and uh, so you can I can show y'all how I drank. You know, I'm saying how it's done. <laughs> so last week here on the podcast, we talked about a super haunted location here in California that is called Griffith Park. And let me tell you something, okay? That place is crazy haunted. I'm not even kidding. And um, I, I, and like I explained in that episode, I've 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 even been there myself to do a paranormal investigation uh, for my YouTube channel for my series Paranormal Blacktivity. And let me tell you, it is haunted. It is haunted. We communicated with so many spirits there, and I cannot fucking wait to go back because there is Griffith Park is 4,200 acres of land. There are a lot of places that I can investigate out there and still be safe because I'll be six feet from a lot of people because it's, it's a lot of land. (laughs) I can, I can stay safe out there. So, um, if you haven't checked out that episode that we did last week, go ahead. It was an interesting one. This week, we are going to take a dive into social media posts that ruined people's lives. 
It's, it's crazy how many people have been targeted by what they post. Sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. But with the growth of technology, the law hasn't quite caught up yet. But the Internet has taken things into their own hands. So before we jump into this, if you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device, please do me a favor and hook a sister up with a five star rating and a written review of the uh, Professionally Silly podcast on the Apple Podcast, iTunes. That'd be great. By doing that, you can actually help my podcast uh, gain more listeners. So I feel like I said the word podcast a lot just now. Yeah, okay. Um, Also, if you want to join in on the silly, you can always call or text my Google Voice number as well, 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. Okay, so let's get it. I guess I should warn you guys, okay, that some of the things that you're going to hear today might piss you off a little bit. Okay, so remember anything that you may throw inside of your home due to the frustrating shit you're about to hear, uh, try to remember those items belong to you, okay? (laughs) Just, yeah, (laughs) it's fair warning, fair warning. Let me ask you guys something. Have you ever posted something on your social media that you regretted? I mean, really think about that. Maybe you were younger. Maybe you made fun of someone's hair or the shoes they wear. Or maybe you did something a little worse. Who knows? Or maybe you're one of those people who is extremely careful about what they post online. But for many, they, a lot of people online, they feel invincible when they are behind a screen whether it be their computer or their phones, there's a certain mask that certain that a lot of people feel that they have. Even if they post their entire life online, they still feel a little invincible. And I suppose the question is, where is the line? And can that line be crossed online? Ooh, wordplay. I like that. Hmm. (laughs) But it's no secret that when we are online, uh, there is a safety net that we have unconsciously placed. Um, We think nothing can touch us uh, through a computer. You know, nothing can, (laughs) you know, because of this thought process. A lot of people take it amongst themselves to use that time to say everything they've ever thought or felt any hatred uh, any ideology and every thought in between, you know, and I, I, I guess I suppose that brings up another question. Are there people abusing the right to free speech online? Does the internet give them the safety they need in order to say what's really on their minds? Because let's be honest, a lot of people say a lot of shit online, that they would not say to people's faces, you know what I mean? I think the answer to a lot of these questions is yes, though. Um, I also think that everything you think or feel doesn't need to be shared with the masses, especially if you're aware that your posts could cause uh, have a negative effect, you know, whether it's to people you don't know or people you do know or even yourself. You know what I'm saying? I also think that that um, everyone has a right to say or do whatever they want to say or do. However, everyone else (laughs) has the right to react to what you say and or do. 
and that reaction may not be a good one. Therein lies the responsibility of the internet user, meaning all of us, you know, th- that's, that's our responsibility. It's, it's like, it's like um, Newton's third law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So yes, <laughs> that's a law about physics, but it makes complete sense if you apply it to the everyday, you know, everyday life, everyday world uh, situations. And hopefully this podcast episode will keep you from posting stupid shit online that destroys your life. <laughs> hopefully. But fun fact, um, as I was writing this in my head, I sounded exactly like Carrie Bradshaw. Like in my head, my voice was Carrie Bradshaw. It was a voiceover in Sex in the City, like when she's at her computer typing up, typing up her column. I was like, yeah, is it Sex in the City or Sex and the City? I'm, I got, I'm sorry, I got distracted. But yeah, for those of you who, uh, who are into that show, I do remember coming across the entire series on Amazon Prime not too long ago. So Sex in the City or Sex and the City, whichever one. Um, it's, <laughs> I think it's an Amazon Prime. So if you're, if you're still quarantined or you have to stay or you have stay at home orders, after you finish listening to all of my podcast episodes and watching all of my YouTube videos, feel free to have a sex in the city marathon or sex in the city, whatever. Have sex in the city on your TV. All right, bye. <laughs> let's move on. So let's go ahead and start off with um, one that I'm sure many of you have heard of because Twitter pretty much blew this thing the fuck up. This is the Dove Lotion brand. They made a, an ad that was released in 2017 on their Facebook page. And the ad itself is pretty much a collage of three different photos transforming a black woman into a white woman. Yes, you heard correctly. I, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to uh, do the best to make sure that I include this photo onto the professionally silly Instagram page so that you can see uh, what I'm talking about. So make sure you guys go to at pro at excuse me, at It's Pro Silly. Uh, That's an Instagram account. And that is where you can find these photos. Uh, But essentially, the first photo is of a black woman who is wearing a brown shirt with a bottle of Dove lotion in front of her. The second photo is of a black woman. um, uh, Excuse me, it's the same black woman who's taking the brown shirt off, uh, exposing a lighter tan shirt underneath And again, the bottle of Dove lotion is placed in front of her. And the third photo is a white woman who has who has appeared to remove the brown shirt and has now revealed that she is a white woman. In the third photo, I don't see the bottle of Dove lotion. Um, I'm guessing it did its job. (laughs) I don't know. So obviously the Internet went batshit crazy when they saw this ad. I mean, it, it was it was it was a little bit racist, y'all. Okay, <laughs> perhaps I'm biased because I'm a black woman viewing this ad, but I was not a fan of it. I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't, and I found it. In, I just found it incredible that the marketing department allowed this to push through. I mean, we're living during a time, uh, you know, where race is 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 an extremely sensitive subject. You know, so. Why the Dove company thought that this was a great idea is beyond me. It had to have been um, decided upon and voted upon. And, you know, because how else would the ad have made it onto the Internet? Somebody said, yeah, several somebody said, yeah, this is great. Put it up. You know, and I guarantee 
all of them, their names are Karens or they're married to one. All right. (laughs) Dove made the wise decision to remove the campaign from Facebook and the owners release an apology statement, which they always do. And <laughs> there's always an apology statement or a video or a tweet or something trying to take back the bullshit that you've already done. But we also live in a dated in a dated uh, day and age where apology letters and videos are a new form of entertainment these days, which is kind of weird, but it is. People want to see if you actually are sorry. And if there is any doubt whatsoever that you're not sorry, that you're faking this apology, the internet will trash that too. So <laughs> this is, this also, this, this is, oh goodness. This also was not the, um, the first time Dove received backlash from quote unquote racist ads. It turns out in 2011, they did the same thing, something very similar where they have three women standing next to each other, all wearing white towels. Uh, The first woman is black. The second woman appears to be Hispanic. And the third woman is white or appears to be, I'm assuming she is. And behind them are two slates that show, um, that show the before and after experience of using the Dove lotion. So one is ashy. So that's the before it's got cracks and shit. And then one is really smooth and stuff. And it's like the after photo, you know, of course, a black woman is standing in in front of the before slate, which is ashy as fuck. Uh, This panic woman is smack dab in between the slates. And the white woman is standing um, in front of the after slate, which is clear, no ash, smooth, you know. So yeah, (laughs) there are people, um, I'm sure there are people going to say, well, I don't see a problem with this ad. And a lot of people would disagree with them. The subtleties are there. And it's a little eye opening. uh, Once again, that the marketing uh, department didn't catch any of this. But there's probably a reason that they didn't. My assumption is that the marketing department may not have a lot of people of color inside of it that they actually run this shit by. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. But again, that's my assumption. You know, Dove, of course, lost some business and pissed off a lot of people, but they are a large company around the world. Um, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it didn't take long for them to bounce back and, and try something else. But the thing is that people need to understand that a lot of people are saying, oh, black people or people of color, they're just so they're just sensitive. You're being sensitive. You know, and it's not about the sensitivity or our feelings being hurt. It's being constantly reminded that a lot of people think less of us. And even in the subtleties of ads like that, it is a slap in the face. It really is. And if you don't see that, I can't make you see that. My, my, what I'm trying to do here is not alter your mind or, you know, I'm not trying to get you to see things the way I see things. I'm just trying to open your mind a little bit further, you know, to the horizon that's, that's in front of you. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. The grass is green, but racism is still real. (laughs) So wake the fuck up. (laughs) Ah, shit. So uh, I got annoyed. (laughs) So uh, there is another cosmetic company that is called Nivea. I'm sure many of you may have heard of them as well, but they have also received uh, backlash 
from uh, because of one of their ad campaigns. Now, Nivea is a German skincare brand that makes face creams, deodorants, and many other cosmetic items, just like Dove. You know, and they have a interesting. <laughs> They had a very interesting idea to promote their new invisible deodorant line. For for some crazy reason, they decided to use white is purity. That was their slogan for this particular social media campaign. White is purity. Okay. So <laughs> in the ad, you see a white woman and she's wearing a super white shirt. I mean, it... I had to turn down the brightness on my iPad to even look at this fucking Nivea ad. It was super bright. And it's <laughs> it's so unbelievably pro-white, I don't even know what to say. But anyways, the white woman is looking out the window and the slogan is white is purity and it's written below in blue letters. And not only was this campaign um, racist to so many, but... <laughs> It just, they specifically targeted this campaign at people who lived in the Middle East. So, of course, uh, many alt-right wing groups went insane. And um, some of of them even went as far to say that Nivea was the official alt-right deodorant. Shit got, it got bananas. Now the political party has their, I don't even want to call them political party. But they have their own deodorant set now. It's great. Clearly, I can't state whether or not either of these companies meant to do what they did. Um, I think it might be a subconscious thing that a lot of white people don't really tend to think of because they don't, it's not something that a lot of them have to deal with. So they don't think, Oh, this could be offensive. You know, (laughs) it's not, it may not be embedded in their minds to, to think like that, but it is their responsibility, these companies to pay attention to the world around them when they are marketing items that they want the public to purchase. And uh, they need to, to remember that everybody's money is green. Hey, gamer, my trusted companion, confidant slash spirit animal. I don't know if I can convey to the audience how great this podcast is within 60 seconds. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, it's called the OD podcast because all the information and things you may learn here may cause you overdose. What? I mean, yeah, if you come here with an open mind, heart, perspective, you'll leave with everything plus some laughter. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I mean, yeah, we talk about everything under the sun, around the sun, and in the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Huh? What? And yeah, it's a perfect place to work on your verbal roundhouses. Damn it, I chose wisely. You heard him here, folks. All right? Here at the OD Podcast, where doses may vary, you get everything you need to become a better person and less of a jerk. All right, come join us. We promise you'll learn and leave with something amazing. We love you. Come stay with us. Honestly, if you haven't checked out the OD podcast, make sure you do. He has a very interesting way of seeing things, and he's super, super entertaining to listen to. I love that kid. Make sure y'all check out DJ Hey Cousin on the OD podcast. So, um, okay, so let's get back to the episode Not sure if any of you remember comedian Gilbert Gottfried, but he is an actor and a comedian, and many people may recognize him as the voice of the Aflac duck. Aflac! Remember that? Yeah. Anyways, Aflac is actually one of the uh, most popular insurance companies out there. So that duck was 
I mean, to be honest with me, to be honest with, with me, to be honest with you guys, I thought that duck was cute as shit. He was super cute. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, am I the only one who always wanted to see like the Geico Gecko and the Affleck duck do like a parody together or something like, you know, like a music video or something or a podcast? They can like, you know, I don't know, like chase flow around. I don't know. I think that'd be like a fun TikTok video or some shit. All right, anyways, um, Gilbert took it among uh, amongst himself to make jokes about the Japanese tsunami that happened many years ago. I think it was like what uh, about ten years ago, I believe. And he wanted he 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 decided to to tweet, and I'm going to read this tweet to you. And you're I'm actually going to share several tweets that he shared about this event, and you're going to be like, uh, why? <laughs> it's very. It's just in poor taste. So it says his first one of his first tweets was Japan is really advanced. They don't go to the beach. The beach comes to them. Okay, we're talking about a tsunami. It's just not the good. Okay, listen, I am a stand up comedian myself, but there are certain things that I don't touch when I'm on stage, just things that I choose not to. There are a lot of comedians out there who like to push you know, their boundaries and stuff. I'm not one of those. Because <laughs> I don't want to be uh, laughed out of the industry before I even get my fucking foot in the door. Okay. <laughs> I don't do jokes about people losing their lives. And I don't do period jokes. I don't. I don't do period. Jo- okay, I lied. I I did one period joke, like a few years ago, but the audience didn't get the point. Boom. <laughs> right? It's a good one. All right. Sorry. Moving on. You thought I meant like a menstrual cycle? I did. I just decided to... Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to know how many people, like, how many of you, like, physically cringed when I said that joke? I want to know. Like, did that too much? All right, fine. Sorry, moving on. I, I did make up that joke literally on the spot, so clearly I'm a genius. All right, so back to the story. Not um, not only did uh, Gilbert Gottfried pretty much ruin his his life with this uh with these with this tweet but he he actually not even this tweet several tweets you know he defended himself at first he did but um let me see here I lost my spot okay so uh thing that he didn't realize is that Affleck is the largest insurance company in Japan so they fired his ass so fast. Uh, Japan said, bye, Felicia, to Gary, which I'll be honest, I understand because, especially because Gilbert has, I keep calling him Gary. His name is Gilbert. Why do I keep calling him Gary? Did I call him Gary? I did. I meant to say Gilbert. Okay. Well, he's an asshole. He could be named Gary. <laughs> Sorry to anybody listening whose name happens to be Gary. Um, so anyways, he tweeted, Gilbert tweeted a lot of tweets risque tweets about the Japanese tsunami. He has always been like that comedian that, you know, pushes things too far. He tweeted things like, I just split up with my girlfriend, but that, (laughs) but the Japanese say there'll be another one floating by any minute. That's so fucking horrible. And I'm not going to lie. When I first read it, a part of me did giggle a bit because I was like, that's, that's just fucked up. Not because it's hilarious. It's just kind of like, wow. You know what I mean? But another one said, my Japanese doctor advised me to stay healthy. I need 50 million gallons of water a day. That's, oh, 
Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear. Um, one of my neighbors has decided to utilize their vacuum cleaner at this opportune moment. I do apologize for that if you can hear it. But uh, uh, Gilbert wasn't done yet. He also said, I was talking to my Japanese real estate agent. I said, is there a school in this area? And she said, not now, just wait. Yeah. One more says, another tweet he says, Japan called me. They said, maybe those jokes are a hit in the U.S., but over here they're all sinking. Which is just completely I love a good joke, like the next person, but a series of, of this bullshit would have pissed me off too. Uh, I, I I heard about this when it happened, um, but it happened when I was younger, that, so I don't really have, a, I didn't have an opinion at that particular time because I was so young. I was too ignorant to even understand the weight of what he was saying. And I, I will be the first to admit that I have a dark sense of humor, you know, even as an adult. But I I don't find much humor in these jokes, especially when you know, thousands of people lost their lives and their homes, you know, in that tsunami. And um, it was in 2011. So it was actually a a 9.0 earthquake off the coast of, uh, of the Pacific coast. And it was an earthquake so great that the effects were felt around the world. There were even debris. Uh, there was even debris that the, from the tsunami that began to wash up on North American beaches years later. So yeah, not the best thing to joke about on Twitter. Even now it's still too soon. You know, that's just, I don't know. That's just me, but I'm not that kind of comedian that goes out chasing the laughed the laughter so hard that I'm willing to make a joke about, you know, an entire group of people dying because of a natural disaster. That's just not me. (laughs) So, uh, of course, later he comes, you know, comes with the apology tweet and it read, I sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended by my attempt at humor regarding the tragedy in Japan. I meant no disrespect in my thoughts and, uh, and prayers are with the victims and their families. (sighs) <sighs> Bullshit. Anyways, at the time, Howard Stern and Joan Rivers, rest in peace, publicly uh, backed Gilbert. And so did you know many other comedians. And I get it. I get it. If he has said that on stage, that may have been a different thing. You know, you can just kind of the audience can see your facial expressions. They can you can tie it to a storyline, you know, that you're discussing that night or something. But It's kind of different when you tweet it and you put it into words that people can view and there is no going back. There is no context. There is no tone. It's just this celebrity said something horrible about a tragic event. That's pretty much all people are going to take from that. You know, those risky jokes work best with a live audience. Like I said, so they can actually see you performing that joke. And even then, it's still a little risque, you know. But uh, just in in, a, in text messages or tweets, like I said, they can lack a lot of tone. And not everything needs to be tweeted. I, I came across this article on the Huffington, on the Huffington Post, HuffPost website, um, that's what it's called. And it caught my eye. And I'm not sure that I agree with how all of this ended. Uh, actually, no, I, I I don't agree with it at all. Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, 
I'm always trying to tiptoe around what I say and what I write and what I tweet because I don't want to be these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. So um, we, we have an actress that, you know, by the name of Jane Adams. She's been in dozens of movies and sitcoms since like the early 90s. Uh, as far as back as I know. But during this time uh, of this of this uh, specific occurrence, she was currently filming uh, for a show called Hung. It is a fun show. I've, I remember seeing some of it when it came out. But the main actor, the main character on the show is the same dude from that movie, The Sweetest Thing with Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate. One of my favorite comedies of all times. Too big to fit in here. Too big to fit in here. <laughs> oh my God. And that scene where they're in the glory hole. Okay. All right. Sorry. It's a funny movie. Anyways, the main character who was, who's on Hung played Peter on The Sweetest Thing. And that was the character that Cameron Diaz was chasing around. Anyways, that's the only movie that I remember him from. And I don't even remember his name currently i apologize but anyways jane adams was on that show and she was one of the uh, supporting actresses on it and jane went to a restaurant in beverly hills called barney greengrass and was given her check her bill was for 13 dollars and 44 cents which let me go ahead and i can't even imagine being given a check in Beverly Hills for only $13.44. She must have ordered like some water and maybe the complimentary breadsticks weren't complimentary. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, or like a side salad. <laughs> That's about $15 right there. So anyway, she uh, told the server that she left her wallet in the car and she'll be right back and apologize profusely. Now, her server, his name is uh, John Barrett Ingalls, and is a West Hollywood resident. And uh, there's a good chance I've gotten drunk with this guy. I love to party in West Hollywood. Anyways, he told her not to worry about it and to go get her wallet from the car. But the actress, Jane Adams, she never returned. So he mentioned... Uh, in his blog that he had, that uh, her face was pa- was plastered all over the billboards, all over town. And it wasn't like he wouldn't remember who she was, you know, so it wasn't going to be difficult. If she came back in, he would get that money, most likely. So doing what everyone does, <laughs> including myself, I've done this, he tweeted his frustration you know, onto his Twitter account, you know, and sometimes people do that about their jobs and things like that. But these days, you might not want to do it. And the very next day, a representative for Jane came into uh, into the restaurant, paid her tab, but did not give a tip. So once again, John took to Twitter <laughs> complaining that he did not receive a tip, which is, you know, it's completely understandable. I mean, you have a woman that has been in several movies and TV shows and has representatives and sponsorships and she's getting paid more money than this server is, that's for damn sure. So for her to dine and dash on a $13 bill is fucking ridiculous. And if, and to be honest with you, he, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have tweet his frustrations and then at her or discussed her or whatever he did there. Because I don't know, perhaps, you know, she should have been honest to begin with instead of ditching him. That's probably would have been the best. Be- oh, fuck. I thought I had my money. I don't have it. I'll send someone from the studio to, to take care of it because he's, I mean, he's right. 
people know who she is, especially at this time when the when the show was was being filmed and it was just being uh, advertised to the public. You know, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, oh, no, it's totally fine. I understand. You know, I'm saying celebrities can get away with a lot of shit. But when you're a celebrity and you're an asshole, people remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, what happened was, okay, also, by the way, I want to go ahead and say this. I've been a server many times, many, many times. And I've been a bartender many, many times. And it's frustrating as fuck when people don't pay their bill, because depending on where you work, that server or bartender could be responsible for the amount that wasn't paid. A lot of people think, oh, the restaurant will just eat that. No, (laughs) a lot of restaurants won't do that, especially if it's not a franchised restaurant. If it's privately owned, Most likely that server is going to have to pay for that. It's going to come out of their check or it's going to come out of their tips. Either way, that money is gone. So (laughs) keep that in mind for you buttheads that want to dash and dine. Fucking dicks. If I ever see you do that, I'm going to call you the fuck out. All right. So about a month later, I was really upset. So about a month later, Jane um, hears about the tweet and she decides to return to the restaurant and she is P-I-S-S-E-D, pissed. And she ag- <laughs> she aggressively walks up to John and gave him a $3 tip and made sure that he knew that she saw his tweets. Of course, she made a scene, you know, and he was flabbergasted and <laughs> that she even returned or even saw his tweets. But unfortunately, he was fired shortly after that. Um, he even went to share on his Twitter that he had to sell his bed and his TV at a yard sale to make ends meet. Honey, let me tell you something. Living in West Hollywood ain't cheap. (laughs) It just is not. (laughs) Not at all. And there's a good chance because he was um, serving at a restaurant in Beverly Hills. He got hourly wages. You know, but I, I grew up at a time that when I was a, a server, you got paid two thirteen an hour and you worked on tips. I don't I don't know if that has changed since. Maybe it's certain states or something, but that's what I had to do when I was serving and it sucked. So you'd be lucky to get an eighty dollar check. <laughs> you'd be lucky as shit. But yeah, that just kinda sucks though. I mean he he should not have even I mean okay. He shouldn't have tweeted this. Okay, I, I understand that. I understand that. I get it. But 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 her her fury, her anger, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. You know, like he shouldn't have even had to tweet that a well-known actress pulled a dining dash on him and then got mad because he tweeted that when you sent your representative to pay the bill that you should have paid in the beginning and then you didn't tip him, which is completely understandable. You know, and as an actor, I'm a lot of things. I wear many hats. But as someone who is chasing the dream that Jane Adams currently has, that is ridiculous. You don't want anyone who knows you or your fans or anyone who could support your current activities, you know, dealing in the entertainment world to hate you or to uh, speak ill of you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know what I did was wrong. You know, here's the three bucks. Here's whatever the fuck you want to autograph something. You know what I'm saying? The way she handled it was very childish. And the way he handled it was childish too. But I mean, fuck, what what else was he going to do? He was frustrated. All right. But um, for her to to go there to his job and embarrass this man 
and get him fired is ridiculous because in my mind, she was the one at fault. If you don't have money, then don't go out to eat. And that is my rule. Like That's my rule. If you don't have enough money to, to pay for your meal and to tip the person who served you, keep yo ass at home. <laughs> okay. I, like I said, I've been a server and a bartender for many uh, different companies and establishments. And there is nothing more frustrating than giving someone wonderful service and their bill is in the double digits and sometimes triple digits and they don't tip you. It's frustrating as hell because people in the food industry work for tips and it's how they pay their bills. So I strongly feel that if you cannot afford to enjoy yourself out at night and tip the wait staff or bartender, then you need to keep your ass at home until you can do that. So, <laughs> so Jane Adams, uh, you kind of suck for that. I think you're a good actor, but girl, you know damn well you showed your petty side that day. That was two snaps. You should be ashamed of yourself. Let's go on to um, the next one. Some people just, damn it, Jane. <laughs> All right. So in 2008, uh, a female juror in the UK was a part of a sex abuse case. Now, of course, many of you may not, uh, excuse me, many of you may know that uh, if you are a part of a jury, you cannot discuss the case or its specifics with anyone outside of that jury. Doing so could result in you being removed uh, from jury duty or even held in contempt of court, which means you will be in jail. I don't know for how long, but you know, jail, who wants to go there? <laughs> we have an 18 year old uh, woman who I was gonna say girl, but she's a woman now who could not decide if the defendants uh, were guilty or not. So she decided to make a poll on Facebook, asking her followers whether or not they thought the suspect was guilty. Yeah, she wrote and I quote, I don't know which way to go. So I'm holding a poll. Uh, she literally shared some of the information about the trial on Facebook and then asked their opinion. <laughs> so, so she was dismissed from the jury and is extremely lucky uh, that she wasn't held in contempt. I, I feel like back in the day, it was probably easier to keep jurors away from the media and from other people who weren't a part of the juror, the jurors. <laughs> That's hard to say. And, um, but, but now that we, we all have these tiny little computers in our pockets called cell phones, we have unlimited access to everything constantly. And we no longer have to make decisions on our own if we don't want to. I, I, I can, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've used, uh, Twitter polls to make a decision that I was having a tough time deciding, you know, you know, granted, um, jury duty does suck. It sucks major ass, especially if your job doesn't pay for jury duty days. And, uh, like my job doesn't. So uh, I hated it when I had jury duty, but the people excited, uh, for jury duty, they probably already have a lot of money and don't need to worry about uh, <laughs> how to make ends meet or who's going to pay their, their next bill, you know, that they have to take care of. Who's going to feed their kids? You know, <laughs> they probably already good. Or maybe they're part of a serial killer case. And that would be crazy as fuck, I guess. I don't know if you're going to be, I guess if you're going to be in a jury, I hope the case is interesting, you know, <laughs> but 
Um, trials like that are are interesting, yeah, like serial killer trials, but they are extremely lengthy, which means you'll be missing a lot of work and a lot of money. So, yeah. I mean, you get paid for jury duty when you serve it. I think the amount that you get paid is different depending on the states or the city that you live in or the country or whatever their rules or laws are for that. But it ain't, it's not more than you get paid at work. So, <laughs> but yeah, back in the day, they were just sequestered. Uh, the jury would be sequestered to like a crappy hotel with no TVs and make sure they don't have access to newspapers. Pretty easy to do. It's a little harder to keep people in seclusion these days. So the lesson learned here is if you're a juror, keep your mouth shut about the case. Unless you're just trying to get out of jury duty. <laughs> so I'm sure many of you have heard of people being exposed for old internet posts that they did when they were younger as well. It's not, you know, it could be something like you. I've never, I haven't posted anything crazy since uh since 2003 or whatever whenever twitter came out i don't know um, but you know and one of the most popular posts that old white men seem to have in their social media posts uh back then you know back in the day or whatever is them being dressed in blackface and for some crazy reason they all decide to join politics or be in the eye of the media somehow. And when you do that, the internet gets busy searching for anything and everything you could have done and or said that was offensive to a certain group of people. The search begins, right? There, <laughs> there is actually a long list of people who have done this. And I, uh, I search the internet, which is pretty vast. <laughs> you know, in case you weren't aware, the inter the internet is vast. Um, I came across CNN.com and, and they seem to have a list of the idiots that did this. And this is just a small list. I'm sure there's a lot more if I look harder. But um, blackface is a term that's used in the U.S. as a form of theatrical makeup, okay? This makeup is usually worn by non-black performers who tend to represent black people in a racist and cartoonish, I guess, open quote, close quote, comical way. Um, these characters were used after the Civil War for white performers to demean and uh, dehumanize African-Americans. So I, I, I take the blackface very seriously. And if I ever come or came across something like that in person, there is a good chance of me being arrested that day. Uh, <laughs> just saying, I might need to get a Patreon going so... I can ask some bail money. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so people with um, people with dark, um, what people would do is they would darken their their skin with shoe polish or burnt cork or grease paint, and um, they would paint on uh, large lips and other exaggerated features of black people. David Leonard or Leonard, a he's a professor of comparative ethnic studies and American studies at uh, Washington University. And he shared with history.com, and this is a quote that he says, it's an assertion of power and control. 
it allows a society to routinely and historically imagine African Americans as not fully human. It serves uh, to rationalize violence and Jim Crow segregation, close quote. So that's something uh, that David Leonard uh, shared with us. And he's fucking right. The man has a fucking point, you know? So when he, when we come across photos or even videos uh, such as these, and we see that people who want to be in control of our lives were a part of this, it's appalling, <laughs> you know? Uh, they used to, to have these, uh, these things called minstrel shows where they would paint their skin black or portray black people as lazy and stupid. So yeah, blackface pisses us off uh, quite a bit. <laughs> it's just a little, little, little bit tiny, you know. Uh, of course, um, many of you may have heard of this with the photos of the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau circulated not too long ago. Uh, the police department um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana had to issue an apology after a yearbook photo was displayed of two police officers dressed in blackface as part of a 1993 undercover operation. Like what in the, what the entire fuck? (laughs) Now I'm talking about law enforcement officials who decided to get dressed up in blackface for an undercover assignment. That is insane to me. I do not understand. Like, do white people not like drugs too? What the fuck? <laughs> Why you gotta be black to do that? Okay. Anyways, then they had the um, the audacity to put it in a yearbook, and the caption under the photo read "Soul Brothers." Yeah, two white men dressed up like black men in blackface, and, and the photo said Soul Brothers. Now, supposedly they were doing an undercover operation that was, in dro- that was involving drugs or whatnot, so still trying to understand why they need to be blackface for that, because like I said, last I checked, uh, white people like drugs, Chinese people like drugs, indigenous people like drugs. Drugs aren't you don't be trying to segregate my drugs like <laughs> every race likes drugs. It's not about races, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 about that person who 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 was looking for that high. You know what I'm saying? Ugh, segregating my drugs, some bullshit. Anyways, we've got um Attorney General Mark uh Herring in Virginia who admitted to appearing in blackface at a party in 1980 when he attended University of Virginia. Now, people keep forgetting that Virginia is technically the South. It's not the Deep South, but it is the South. And a lot of racist shit goes down there. West Virginia, too. Uh, Governor Ralph Northam, or Nordham, uh, also in Virginia, has um, also admitted that he's dressed up in blackface in the 80s to mimic Michael Jackson in a dance contest. And... I mean, no disrespect to the king of pop. You know, I grew up listening to Mike. That's my boy. We go way back. I mean, like, I feel like ever since I knew how to talk, walk, all that, I was mimicking Michael too, you know? <laughs> but um, there's nobody out there who can't refute the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he probably didn't need that much of a coat. You know, Michael was not that dark. 
probably needed one coat, <laughs> one coat of grease paint, you know, because <laughs> I love him to death. But he did go from a handsome black man to a strange looking white woman. And that's just what it is. God bless him. Rest in power. I love you, Mike. All right. <laughs> but I, you know, that's it's facts is what they is. Facts. Now, of course, you have a lot of people who want to get dressed up as their favorite black celebrities or athletes. And you can do that without painting your face black or brown. Okay. And I forgot to mention, oh, um, what's it? Uh, the Florida, former Florida Secretary of State, Mike Ertle, uh, took it upon himself to pose as a Hurricane Katrina victim at a Halloween party. Did I forget to mention that it was also in blackface? Yes, because those were the only victims in Hurricane Katrina, just just black people. <laughs> no other race lives there. Just in case it's like a fun fact that you guys probably didn't know. <laughs> and um I'm sure there's more if I kept looking, but unfortunately racism in this country will never cease to be a problem. And it makes me sad to admit that and even understand that. And of course these men are viewed differently in uh the public's eyes. It's it's doubtful that they would ever be elected again in the future because of some of their actions, but some of them, it doesn't even matter. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, I mean, he apologized many times about his choice to be uh, to be a part of that behavior. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't know a lot about Canadian politics, but I do know there are black people who live in Canada and they probably don't fuck with him because of what he did. That's my assumption. And apparently he did this more than once. He wore blackface when he was a school teacher back in 2001 for a talent show. Uh, he was doing like the Jamaican, the, uh, the Jamaican full song Deo, you know? And then, um, then there was another photo of him and blackface in college, in a college yearbook. Um, and that, and then there was a video, <laughs> a video of him show has been popping up with him wearing blackface in the early 1990s. Now, all of this, you know, was discovered during his reelection campaign and he is still currently the prime minister, the Canadian prime minister. So, I mean, I know this because I asked Alexa, I don't. I don't know much about Canadian politics, but I, I love how um, all the articles described him as wearing um, dark makeup. It's blackface, pure and simple. You know, a lot of people who who are not of color do not understand why this is so upsetting because it comes historically from a place of hate. It was created to demean a, an entire group of people. So that's that's one of the reasons why we as black people get so offended, annoyed and angry when we come across stupid shit like that. So, OK, <laughs> just fuming. <laughs> oh, my God. But Justin Trudeau is still probably a better leader of his of his country than the dumbass we got sitting up in our off in our oval office right now just a giant wrinkled orange sitting in the office ruining america anywho let's talk about roseanne Barr. all right clearly we can't have 
this <laughs> an episode like this without mentioning Roseanne Barr. Okay, and the tweet that ruined her career. If you haven't heard about this, then either your internet and your TV were broken for months because this shit was everywhere for a long time. So Roseanne, the star of the hit 90s show, Roseanne, keep in mind the show was named after her, um, she decided to stupidly tweet, and this is a quote here, Muslim Brotherhood and Planted and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ, close quote. Now, this is a tweet, again, coming from Roseanne Barr's Twitter. VJ, for those of you who don't know, was Valerie Jarrett, who was the former Obama administration advisor. Of course, this is uh, Valerie's second vocal appearance on my podcast. I mentioned her not too long ago when I was telling you guys Okay, I was bragging to you guys about the fact that she had posted a video of mine on her Instagram page to which Michelle Obama commented, and I quote, this mic drop. Ah, close quote. Good moment. Okay, so moving on. (laughs) So, of course, many people saw uh, Roseanne's tweet, and it seemed that she was comparing Valerie to a monkey, hence the Planet of the Apes reference. Now, I have been called a monkey before as a black person. And let me tell you something. It's infuriating because all you want to do is beat their fucking ass, but you can't uh, because you'll be arrested. Sucks ass. Now, the Internet was furious. Okay, Um, at, at first she defended her tweets. She said it was a joke and that being Muslim wasn't really a race. Um, which I'll be honest with you, that kind of confused, confuses me too with Muslim and Jewish, uh, religion. I was, because it seems like they're both mentioned as races as well. So I don't know which is right and which is wrong. I mean, both, both of them deserve respect and not to be judged for their beliefs or stuff, but I just want to know, like, is it, it's definitely a noun, right? Okay. Moving on. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, yeah, she said it wasn't really race. So, see, this once again uh, goes under, is it really necessary to tweet this category? That's where it goes under. Uh, and once again, as a comedian, I love jokes, but everything doesn't need to be put in writing. As I've said many times, and I'm pretty sure I'll say again before the end of this episode, this day and age, it, it just once it goes on the Internet, you can't get rid of it, especially if you're a celebrity, someone of you know of importance or whatever. All it takes is a screenshot, a retweet or a share and everything you said and or did will live on forever. So think of that, man. Now, eventually she did apologize, although I'm not sure if she really meant it. And this is coming from someone who loved the show Roseanne, loved it. And for being a black woman saying that I love that show, I've lost my black heart for many things, including this. Okay, so don't think that you can send me uh, threatening emails and tweets about taking my black card because that shit is gone and I haven't had it for years. So (laughs) that shit was funny. Favorite character? Darlene. I loved her. Loved her. Okay, now I... Probably because I thought she was a lesbian until she got pregnant with David's baby, whatever. So, <laughs> so Roseanne shared uh, on Twitter, 
I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. Now that apology, it felt, it was so warm and so heartfelt and three sentences. (laughs) Okay. It was four, whatever. I was just filled with sympathy for her when I read this. I'm just playing. All right. Clearly Roseanne has always been a comedian on the edge when it comes to the things that she says. This is not the first, what the fuck tweet that she's, that she's written or that she's shared, you know, and it probably won't be the last. I think, you know, I, um, I definitely think that she may have gone a little too far with this particular tweet, but you know, she claimed that she didn't even know Valerie was black. I mean, I mean, I mean, black or not, you know, that you just, she is a person of color. Do do not compare a person of color to planet of the apes. It's just not a good idea. And the joke ain't going to stick. Okay. But yeah, because this particular tweet, you know, it costs it cost her her job. The show that was named after her fired her. And this happened after they announced the reboot of the show Like there was going to be a, whole, a reboot bringing the show back, you know, after like what, 10, 15 years, probably longer than that. They're bringing the show back and they ended up renaming it The Connors couldn't name a Roseanne now that bitch is gone you know so and is actually kind of funny it's it's very well written it's gotten very political but you know most of the reboots of our old tv shows have gotten political like for instance the Will and Grace reboot super political but it's still funny um it's one of those shows that tends to be trying really hard DJ now has a black baby um I feel like there's some homosexuality in there now. It's like they're trying really hard to cater to the different types of people that represent America now, which is great. But sometimes there are shows that do that. And it's like, you're trying really hard. Is it really necessary (laughs) to have, you know, like, it, it just seems placed, if that makes sense. When you see shows like this, it doesn't feel like, oh, this, they naturally met these people. This is, this is well written into the story. It was kind of like, guys, we got to put in somebody in the LGBT community or we got to throw in a person of color because this is, it's not working. We got to throw in one of those or both, or maybe just a black lesbian. Do that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, um, the internet got to work and demanded that she be fired from her show I'm not sure that I agree with this decision, but only because I'm biased of the show and I was a fan of it and I don't like change. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, she definitely should have been, um, I, I don't know, I, something should have been done, but I'm not sure uh, her being fired was, was the answer for that. But then again, like I said, I did really like the show and she did bring a little something to it that it no longer has. And I'll admit that. Uh, but I am, I am glad that they decided to keep the show going on even without her, because there are so many people that have to come together to make a series like that. It's more than just Roseanne. A lot of jobs would have been lost, you know, but instead only one was. So I, I, I do, I do applaud that. I'm glad that they decided to continue, uh, filming the show so that all that 
advertisement and money and time spent filming and all that it wasn't wasted you know actors they're they're great and they're creative but the they're still working people who get paid to do a job you know so yeah but uh but she's a rich old white lady so i'm sure she'll be fine uh, <laughs> roseanne has been uh tweeting crazy shit for years I'm sure if you go ahead and Google shit Roseanne has tweeted, you'll be like, oh, yeah, OK, this makes sense. But hell, you might even find uh, what you're looking for in Google Images, honestly, is people just screenshot it and put it put it right on up. <sighs> I think I'll probably watch the Connors after this episode. normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. <laughs> I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video games. We drink while we record. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. <laughs> find us wherever you find podcasts, and enjoy. So this <laughs> this episode is definitely a lot longer than I expected. But you know what? It's very interesting. So let's go into the next uh, one. Um, There was a a daycare employee in Arizona who posted some images on her social media from work. And we've all done that before. But what she posted wasn't a good idea. Uh, (laughs) She she was flipping kids off, like giving them giving them the middle finger uh, in photos when she was supposed to be taking care of these kids. And the caption said, I swear I love kids. But of course, once the owner of the Kids Play Learning Center was made aware of this by angry parents, she was fired. I'm actually okay with this one. I gotta say, fuck that lady. Kids are awesome. Especially when they're not, you know, you just give them back. You know, I don't have, I don't have any kids of my own, but I love kids because when, when they're done, you just give them back to their manufacturer. You can give them all the candy. You, I, I'm really cool, Auntie Amber. You know what I'm saying? I just give the kids back when I'm finished. That's my favorite part. Just, I'm done. Thank you for the fun. I'm exhausted. You've, you've all worn me out and tired. <laughs> I need to watch something on HBO so I remember that I'm an adult. <laughs> all right, so the next one. Um, we can't forget about Alicia Lynch. Alicia Lynch? Alicia? I think it's Alicia. Uh, who decided to dress up as the Boston Marathon victim for Halloween back in 2013. She received a lot of horrible messages and even death threats. So no matter how much she apologized and how much she begged, the internet was relentless. Her Twitter account was suspended, and when she was able to access it again, it um, she made an apology tweet, and, and it said, and I quote, I have been fired from my job. I am paying for what I thought was a simple joke. I know it was wrong now. I wasn't thinking, close quote. Bitch, duh. <laughs> I have said this before, or at least I have in my lifetime. I'm not sure if I actually said it on here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it today. White privilege can only be taken so far, okay? <laughs> it is not a get out of jail free, is not a all understandable car. It can only take you so far, okay? There are certain lines that not even you 
can cross. Okay. <laughs> Y'all better be taking notes. All right. So this um, next one is ridiculous. Honestly, I don't think she should have been fired for this, but I found it on Reddit and it reads a Frederick County public schools employee is now speaking out after she was fired for a tweet that she posted from the school's social media account, correcting a student's spelling. So Nathan said, um, he added the school and he was like, close school tomorrow, please. But he spelled tomorrow, T-A-M-M-A-R-O-W. So he did a lot of things wrong here. We'll discuss it. So the teacher responded uh, to the tweet (laughs) with the school's um, uh, personal Twitter account. And it said, but then how would you learn how to spell tomorrow? So Buddy here uh, put A's in the word tomorrow, which aren't there. Uh, there are too many M's, uh, one less R than there should be. And um, it's the, the word that he spelled only has one O. So there's a lot of, he needs to go. I mean, why they fired over that? I, I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, <laughs> you know, he should have known how to spell tomorrow. Clearly skipping school wasn't the move. <laughs> you know? And of course, who could forget Justine Sacco? Now, this woman tweeted something so offensive that she lost her job before she even got off the plane. 2013, Justine was taking a flight from New York to Cape Town, South Africa. And for some stupid ass reason, she decided to tweet, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. Hire this bitch and fire her ass again, goddammit. This <laughs> this ignorant bitch tweeted this while she was on the plane, and before you knew it, it was trending on Twitter, and the hashtag that was trending was, hashtag has Justine landed yet? <laughs> but by the time her ass got off the plane, she didn't have a job. And I assumed that she probably had to uh, get a flight on like back immediately. Uh, it's my assumption. The internet dusts, they dust off their hands and treated themselves to a well-earned ice cold beer when that bitch got fired. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So I've got a couple more than I want to share with you. And also I asked a few of my fellow, um, my fellow podcasters, uh, here on Anchor, those who use Anchor to uh, make their podcast, I sent them a voice message asking them a couple of questions about uh, the topics that we're discussing here. You know, do they think there is a line to cross uh, on online the things that you post? Do you think that people should be fired for the things that, that they post? Have they ever been offended by something they've seen online and things like that? So uh, coming up pretty soon, we're going to go ahead and look into what they said. Uh, I don't I, I asked about four or five people and I don't know how many have responded thus far, but uh, I'm hoping that we've I know I've got at least one or two that's that's in my uh, inbox right now for me to take a look at. And I haven't heard them yet. So I'm just going to go ahead and put them in and uh, hopefully they don't say anything that uh, embarrasses them or makes them want to bite their tongues. So, yeah. Anywho. Um, <laughs> all right. So this next one was completely justified. The person should be ashamed and a half of themselves. Uh, this bitch in Indianapolis, Holly Jones, and I'm super fucking pissed that we share the same last name, but this bitch decided to express her frustration about a restaurant that, that decided to choose someone's life 
over her petty bullshit. So listen to this stupid shit. Oh my God. And this is something that she posted on her Facebook page. And she felt so right with this post that she actually tagged the restaurant in the post. So uh, (laughs) what a dumb bitch. Anyways, this post says, I will never go back to this location for New Year's Eve. After the way we were treated when we spent 700 plus dollars and having our meal ruined by watching a dead person being willed out from an overdose, my night has been ruined. First of all, let me just go ahead and say this. There should have been a comma there or a period and she started, she should have started a whole new sentence. She said, being willed out from an overdose, no punctuation point, <laughs> nothing. My night has been, sorry, but if she's going to be a bitch, use correct grammar. Okay. <laughs> Every year we have come to Kilroy's to enjoy New Year's Eve. And tonight we were screamed at and even had the manager walk away from us while we were trying to figure out our bill being messed up. The manager also told us someone was dying was more important than us being there making us feel like our business didn't matter. But I guess allowing a junkie in the building to overdose on your property is more important than paying customers who are spending a lot of money. Our waitress, when we were there, oh, when we were trying to ask about our bill being messed up, also said, what do you want me to do? Pay your bill for you? Um, I'm assuming there was some sort of... um profanity because it's it's blurred off what do you want me to do bitch pay your bill for you that's what I would have said <laughs> what a great way to talk to a paying customer I get that working on New Year's on New Year's Eve is stressful but being a complete dick to all to us all night knowing you get automatic gratuity is not right so that's what she wrote that is what Holly Jones of Indiap- Indianapolis wrote so if you know that bitch Tell her she sucks. Uh, no, don't do that. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure she's aware that she sucks by now. Now, not long after the restaurant, uh, after after all this happened, the restaurant responded to her post and explained uh, exactly what actually happened. Now, Holly claimed that it was a junkie overdosing, but the real story was that it was a 70-year-old woman who suffered from a heart attack, luckily because of the employees at that restaurant acting as quickly as they did, they saved her life. Now, after the public got a hold of this, the salon that Holly worked at received threats and negative reviews until she was fired. So, I don't know, maybe don't be an entitled bitch. Could probably save your job. <laughs> oh, man. Of course we cannot. Uh, just uh, Fuck you, Holly. The next one. Um, you guys can forget about Taco, the Taco Bell employee back in 2012 who posted a photo of him on Twitter uh, peeing on a plate of nachos. Yeah, he peed on a plate of nachos. A guy named Cameron Janowski took a photo of himself doing this and even uh, included hashtags. Uh, piss, hashtag piss Olympics, hashtag Nacho Belgrande with a, with a caption that said, guess where I work. So the internet got to work. They did some guessing. Um, they released his personal information and people sent him angry messages and threats. And he claimed that he didn't, he, now he tried to defend himself. He claimed that he didn't serve the food that he peed on to people, but of course they were still furious and Taco Bell fired his ass. Ah, wow. All right. So let's go ahead and um, 
I've got one more I want to talk about uh, dealing with TikTok. Then we're going to get into um, the... uh, My brain is shutting down. We're going to get into the questions that the other podcasters have answered. Um, Yeah, so we'll do that. I will be right back after the break. I'm your host, Taylor Renee. And I'm Isaiah. We're back. We're still fat and we still have fucking opinions. And I also struggle with skinny jeans specifically because a lot of times men's skinny jeans, the calf to ankle ratio on skinny jeans is really important. If you have to constantly tell someone that you're not a liar, Mm. chances are you lie a lot. So I could see how you would get to if you have to constantly say you love your body, chances are you don't love it. Mm. But you also have to think about how large bodies are seen in society and how we would need to kind of overcompensate with Mm -hmm. us telling you that we do love our bodies because it's hard to believe at first. It's not my goal to inconvenience you by being fat. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to make that clear. It's like when you have leftovers in the fridge and you come home from work ready to eat your leftovers just to find out that that bitch-ass nigga sleeping in your bed ate your leftovers. I want to say shake and go wigs. You know, when it says it on the package that you take it out and you shake it and then you go, doesn't that say mean that you should do that? It means that you, you know, should put some time and energy into crafting this wig so that it feels good and it looks good on your head. Welcome to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. You shouldn't ever call me a fat-ass Kelly Price. Hey, today we're making niggers. First we have black. black. Yeah, yeah, pretty black. Yeah. Next we have don't, don't have a dad. Have a dad? Yeah. Yeah. And then we have eat watermelon and fried chicken. Fried chicken yeah. watermelon. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty good. That's, that's, yeah. Next one is uh, make good choices. Let's um, see. Oh, oh, oh there's, there, there's nothing there. Next, we have rob people. Specifically whites. Yeah, they do that. Last one is... Go to jail? Um... Oh, I can only imagine after the word break, the annoyance on your face when you heard those white voices just talking so much shit about black people and then using the N-word with just no hesitance or shame at all. Okay, I'm sure especially during your uh, quarantine, during the quarantine and the the stay-at-home orders, many of you have familiarized yourself with TikTok, with the TikTok app. And to be honest with you guys, I was using it before it was popular. (laughs) I don't want to brag, but I'm amazing. I'm an amazing TikToker. So make sure you guys follow my TikTok at uh, at Amber Smiles Jones. I'm there. Anywho, okay, enough of the uh, with the self brag and shout out. Although I do have a right, I am extremely talented. <laughs> but anyways, many people are, are are using TikTok like it's Twitter, meaning they're using it as a platform to show their pride for negative associations. Oh God, I was trying super hard to watch what I said, but fuck it. There are some racist ass bitches on TikTok, okay? And they're using this to, to spew their hatred to its users. And, and, <laughs> and a lot of them do it on purpose just so they can get the, no, the notoriety and to be famous for it. But many of them have found that it just wasn't entirely worth it. Now, the video that you guys just heard, I'm sure you can find it. I did. I found it on YouTube. Uh, but I, I, I heard of it for the first time on Twitter. 
Now, not long ago, there was a viral video going around of this white girl and her white boyfriend. And I have to put emphasis on that because they were (laughs) and they were calling us niggers. So I need you to know who it was. Uh, They were making a TikTok video explaining how they think black people are made. It's an infuriating fucking video to watch. It was their own racist take on a TikTok trend at the time. What you would do is that you would take like a cup of water and you would pour it into a bowl or something. Um, and the bowl, for example, would be, labor, would be labeled my future wife or my future husband or my future job or whatever. And in the cup... Uh, the wa- and the cup of water will represent the characteristics that you would like your future girlfriend or boyfriend or job to have. For instance, loyalty, sense of humor, uh, big titties, nice paycheck, whatever. <laughs> but this white Georgia couple decided to show off the <laughs> show off the racistness. The racistness is that a word? It is today. They. <laughs> They didn't make a tweet. Oh, no, they recorded an entire TikTok video and posted it. And then someone else put it on Twitter. And before you know it, they went viral on the Internet. Now, the Internet, of course, went batshit crazy, especially black Twitter. And yes, that is a thing. There is a black version of everything, in case you're wondering. Is there a black version? Yes, yes, there is. (laughs) Yes. But um, they they pissed off more than, than just black people. Although we were, you know, amongst the the most of the pissed, you know, but there are people out there who just hate people hating, you know, they just plain hate, hate, you know, and I, I, I came, I actually came across this video on Twitter, like I said, and as you do, I was scrolling through the, through the, through the, through the threads, through the threads, that was hard to say, through the comments and stuff, and literally about five comments from the original post, I learned who these teenagers were, where they went to school, their parents and friend, their parents' friends, their parents' associates, their friends, and even learned their home addresses. That's that's really scary when you think about it. They have angered off enough people to where people are willing to retweet their personal information. That is scary. And it's enough to make you want to be careful on what you put on the internet. Because as I said before, if you, if you have, you you do have the right to do and say whatever you want to do or say, but you must be wise. And also remember, so does everyone else. You know, TikTok has been having a problem with people using their platform to spew more hatred and they have had many other problems with the platform as well, you know, dealing with uh, pedophiles utilizing their application and copyright claims. So if you've got kids, you know, and they're not the proper age to have TikTok accounts, delete that shit because it's not safe for them. Like, I'm, I'm being dead ass serious. Um, and we also can't forget about the entire TikTok application, uh, keeping up with our with our personal data as well. But you know, that doesn't really freak me out that much because Facebook is doing the exact same thing. The only difference is TikTok is owned by China and Facebook is owned by us. And I don't honestly have anything that's going to help China in anything unless my search history for true crime, funny cat videos and weather updates give them any information. I don't know how I can help them. Honestly, I feel like if you're doing more on the internet than searching YouTube porn, cooking recipes, or how-to videos online, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing too much. But I'm, I won't, 
I won't repeat the names uh, of these teenagers because they're, they are still minors from what I understand, but they definitely felt the full weight of the anger that people around the country have for them. Their families are included in this. You know, they, they have also received death threats and, um, you know, messages, just horrible things. And let me be clear. I do not condone that whatsoever. Okay. I, but they destroyed their own future and the it's amazing to me that these kids you know they see what internet posts do to people and 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 they've seen the the examples of that so to see this happen to celebrities who who have lots of money and clout they can't get away with it so what the fuck makes you think that your nothing ass can get away with it too <laughs> you know Shit. Now, the woman in the video was a senior in high school and was expelled and lost her scholarship to school for the next semester. And her um, her boyfriend in the video, uh, I think it was like a junior wrestler who um, was signed, who signed a contract with like a wrestling, with like a semi wrestling, professional wrestling uh, configuration or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, something like that. But it turns out the company that owned uh, the wrestling company that he signed for was owned by African-Americans. So they squashed his contract. So <laughs> now I'm okay with that happening simply because karma is a bitch and they learned that shit from someone. And I'm saying this because either their friends or their family or their parents, whatever, they did not take it upon themselves to teach these kids not to do the things that they'd done or they taught them to do exactly what they did. But because this is this has happened, there is a good chance that these two idiots, should they decide to procreate, Jesus Christ, don't do that. But should they decide to procreate, I guarantee they will teach their children uh, what's acceptable and what's not susceptible in society to voice out loud like that. And the TikTok video that they made definitely was not that, <laughs> was not it. Now, thank God we live in a place where if someone wants to spew hatred to others, many people will speak up on that shit now. And it's slowly getting better. We have got a lot of work to do to grow as a country, to grow as people. We're getting better, but we still have a lot of work to do. And it's it's said that, um, it's even said that the companies that their parents work for were also getting backlash because of their children. These two teenagers managed to ruin their lives and the lives of the people around them for a 30-second video. They did that with a 30-second video. And of course, well, I don't know if it's 30 seconds, but I know on TikTok you can't make more than a, than a you can't make a video that's longer than 60 seconds. So I, I, don't, I was doing that out there. But of course, later, the apology videos and tweets came, but the, the apologies were complete bullshit, simply begging people not to contact her school and not to ruin her life or a mistake that she made. Blah, 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 blah. And um, <laughs> and sad enough, her life was ruined, you know, but it, it's what happened. Oh, and guess what? another young white girl decided to do the same exact thing. She said the N word. Uh, many times and she mentioned in the video how she wasn't going to stop saying it and at this point um, at one point this young lady even posted on her Instagram story that no one can ruin her future because unlike a lot of the fatherless niggers out there her her father will make it all go away so then anyways they kicked her out of school You know, and it's just so crazy how many people think that they can get away with spreading this type of hate around. 
and you, you you can beg and plead and apologize all you want, but the internet is watching and they're relentless and will do what they think is necessary. So don't think just because you didn't break a law that you're good. Because when the authorities can't get involved, that is when the public may end up having the ability to alter the chapters in your book. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So before I close this off, fam, you know, we're, we're going to do those, um, those questions that I asked uh, my other podcast, my fellow podcasters. But you guys have got to remember that none of this is new. None of this is new. But now that we all have cell phones and cameras with cameras in them and the ability to screenshot stuff and share things very easily, you know, sharing information these days, it's, it's, it takes a button, just press a button. And it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Now we're seeing it more. That's it. Because racism has always been strong and deep, but technology has brought it to the surface for those who otherwise wouldn't even realize that it's existing around them. None of this is new. So let's go ahead and see um, what my fellow podcasters had to say on this subject, shall we? Amber, hello, it's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Answering your questions, three questions. Yes, I do think that oftentimes People feel that they are invincible. They don't need to take accountability for expressing their opinions in really negative, hurtful ways. Sometimes that does happen. Yes, I think that is true. Number two, do I think that social media outlets, the platforms themselves, have a right to know where people are? Yes, I do. I do. Um, why not? Why should someone be able to be anonymous out here and say bad things about other people without any accountability? They need to be able to shut them down, right? Um, I also think that people need to have a mind to... No matter how long I'm out here, I still can't get used to it, cutting me off like that. Okay, so, yes, I have been offended by a post. In fact, on podcasting, podcasting, I guess, can be a post, too. One time, this guy, he decided it was Roast Maria Day. And literally, Amber, he was so foul in what he was saying about me. And the worst part of it was that I happened to be listening to the audio in the car with my 12-year-old daughter in the car. And he was really repulsive in the things he was saying in a sexual, horrible way. And not only did he not apologize, he acted like I was being a fool for being offended. It was It was just awful. And you know, sometimes they say you can't unsee something when you see an offensive post. I can't seem to unhear what he was saying. It was horrible. And, uh, yeah. He's a comedian. He thought he was being funny. I think he still thinks it's funny. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Hiding behind the guise of comedy can be kind of a thing, too. 
right? You have to know your audience and your timing. So anyway, I will talk to you soon. And uh, thanks for calling. And uh, yeah, bye. Ah, man. First of all, I want to go ahead and uh, thank Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul for uh, for sharing her opinion uh, on the topic that we were discussing. And as well as I am very sorry about uh, those horrible things that, that he said, especially, uh, you know, that your, your your child heard that, you know, that that sucks. And that's another thing I didn't even I wasn't even considering podcasting. Jesus, you're right, you know. Because uh, then you get to hear the hatred, <laughs> you know, you get to he- verbally hear that shit. And like, and she's right. A lot of comedians tend to uh, use comedy as an excuse to to say or, or a way to get away with saying horrible things. They think, oh, I was just a joke. Let me tell you something, something about it's just a joke. That is a phrase that is used very often. So those who those who have something horrible to say they can say those things without feeling vulnerable or without feeling judged for saying that because they can say, I was just joking, you know, but not everything is a goddamn joke. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Maria from strong body, strong soul for sharing her, um, her story uh, and, and, and her, her, her opinion on this, <sighs> this world. Let's go ahead and check out what, uh, what my next podcasting buddy has to say about this. Amber, how you doing? This is Clippy Mac. Now, I've never found really too many posts to be offensive, mainly because I'm on Facebook or the other big hitter, Instagram. And the only really ones that I ever found offensive were ones that were treading on other people's rights or liberties. And that's just keeping it basic. Ones that tread on other people's rights or liberties to be who they are or to be where they're at in life. Everybody should be allowed to be who they are or where they're at in life. Um, so, with that said, um, as far as getting fired for a post, that's a, I can't really say that I've known that to happen to myself or to somebody else personally. Or at least, I've known it's probably happened and nobody said that was the reason why. But that's it. Love you. Love your show. Talk to you soon. Clippy Mac. Cliffy Mac, my boy, Cliffy Mac's clean podcast. Make sure you guys go ahead and check him out as well as uh, Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Both their podcasts are amazing and they're wonderful human beings. And Cliffy's, you know, he's right. There's a good chance that many of our friends and family or associates probably got fired for that exact shit, but they didn't exactly share why they got fired. But he's right. Any Facebook post or Twitter post or whatever post that that is attacking someone's rights or their freedoms, uh, you know, the, fuck that. That's that's messed up, too. I want to do a special, special shout out to uh, Cliffy Mac once again and um, uh, Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul and Cliffy Mac from Cliffy Mac's Clean Podcast. You guys, you guys are fire. And I really appreciate you taking the time to answer uh, you know, those questions, because it was last minute, they got these questions last night. So the fact that either one of them were able to respond is <laughs> a short notice was pretty fire. But if there's anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's 
Be careful what you put out into the world because Newton's third law will come for your ass. <laughs> Every action has a reaction, man. I'm telling you, brah, got to be careful or an opposite reaction. You know, professionally silly rules, man. Professionally silly life rules. Also, if you if you're a, a fellow stand up comedian out there, um, only tell period jokes if you know it'll land. You think a quiet audience sucks? Uh, try a quiet audience that is also disgusted by you. <laughs> and also stand the comedians out there. Try to understand, you know, in your humanity uh, that everything isn't meant to be a joke. <laughs> This episode was something else. Shout out to um, Business Insider, Wikipedia, BoardPanda.com, PPCProtect.com, uh, HuffPost.com. They all played a uh, you know a part in helping me when I was when I was doing the research for these stories. You know, people they post a lot of stupid shit online, so it wasn't very hard to find. But just beware, just be aware that people are paying attention. Okay. So in other news, if you guys have a story that you want to share on this podcast, you know, email me at uh, itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. It can be ghost stories, true crime stories, maybe you got some aliens or a confession or an embarrassing moment you want to share, whatever it is, send them in. This podcast, you know, I cover a lot of shit, so <laughs> there's going to be something in there for you. And, and I'm hoping in the future to be able to do um, full listener episodes in the in the in the future full listener story episodes in the future and you can be anonymous if you would like um just let me know in the email also you guys can hit me up on instagram and twitter both are at it's pro silly so do uh, you know do me a huge favor visit those <laughs> visit those areas on my twitter and instagram oh and uh do me a favor and share my content with others you know my podcast and YouTube channel are so much fun. So it makes, just make sure that you, you share with every soul that you come across on this earth. That's not too much to ask, right? No, you got time. Um, <laughs> if you're quarantined now, I get it. Just send them the links, email it to them, text it to them, tweet it to them. Let people know what's popping. All right. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode or any episode of Professionally Silly, please let me know by leaving a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. And, uh, you know, you can also let me know on my Twitter at It's Pro Silly. Thank you guys so much for joining me every week. It <sighs> Y'all make me feel good, man. Y'all really do make me feel good. I, I, I noticed that my listenership is growing. I'm getting more listeners on my podcast, more viewers on my YouTube. I'm starting to feel the growth. So a uh, special shout out to all of my listeners new and returning for sticking with me. I, it means a lot to me. You guys are helping my dreams come true slowly, but surely they are coming true. <laughs> you know, uh, make sure you guys check out uh, the show notes for some bonus info, like my social media information, um, my, my TikTok, my Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube, all that stuff is there. Once again, guys, I'm yeah, audible boo thing. Okay. Repeat that again. I'm your audible boo thing. Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. <laughs> Feel free to call in about any episode of Professionally Silly that you have heard through the Anchor app. 
Uh, you can do it there, like um, like Maria and uh, and Cliffy Mac did, or you can call slash text my Google Voice number for a chance to be featured on my podcast, 805-664-1828. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step, because there are pieces of shit everywhere. <laughs> All right, listeners. So check this out. I had literally just finished recording and uh, one of my uh, podcasting homies hit me up uh, because I asked them a question about the social media, you know, and um, he hit me up and the <laughs> oh my God, I love Cybershot. So this is, <laughs> this is literally everything the Cybershots had to say. Oh, I love this kid. <laughs> Focus our discussion first on marijuana. Okay. Marijuana has a very distinct smell. Okay. Oh shit, Amber, what's up, man? What the hell is going on? I'm glad you called me. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Yo, check this out. I'm just vibing out, but uh, hold on. Oh yeah, you had a question for me, right? Hold on, let me get my mind right. Let me get my mind right. Yo, oh shit, oh man, <laughs> yo check it out, I'm going to answer your question, but hold on, first and foremost, I have to give you a shout out, due to the simple fact that my uncle sent me a video, and my uncle is like 73 years old, right, and he sent me a video, right, he said, yo man, check this chick out, man, she is hilarious, guess who it was? It was you. I'm like, yo, Unc, that's my homegirl, man. He like, yeah, right. He sent me one of your TikTok videos. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hmm? What? Oh, yeah, 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 Amber. Yo, Amber, check it out. I feel like people can post whatever they want to. You know what I'm saying? They can post whatever they want to. It's up to you to decide if you want to go see that bullshit. Because me, for instance, motherfuckers send me um, shit like, I had a bad day, so you're going to have one too. Uh, no, I'm not going to open this shit. I want to block your ass. You know what I'm saying? Going straight Bosco on them. Blah. Uh, yeah, um, it's crazy, man. People are posting all type of shit. But like I think the main thing is, it's up to you to use your judgment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I'm coming back. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, as far as people are losing their jobs, you know what? You took the time out of your day 
to think about this shit. So if you posted it, you meant the shit. So don't renege on it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean... No, fuck you. <laughs> Yo, freedom of speech, right? If you post some dumb shit and you lose your job behind it, hey, it is what it is. Um, You thought about it. You felt some type of way. Hey, you went for it. So, hey, check this out. You can post whatever the fuck you want to. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you post some dumb shit and you lose your job behind it, uh, I don't know. Start a podcast. I don't know what to tell you. Start a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Check it out, Amber. I hope this answered your question, and I appreciate you calling me in. Now, with this being said, I'm still waiting for you to come on my live stream on Spoon. Do you have any space yet? Amber, do you have any space? Got any space? But no, seriously, though, I want you to um, check me out on Spoon. Follow me on Spoon when you get some space. And I want to do a show with you on Spoon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Man, I hate drunk texting. No, I'm not texting. I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. Is this real? Yo, Amber, play this anyway. All right, there's... <laughs> That's my boy, Cyber Shots. Make sure you guys check out his uh his podcast he is so funny homie was getting lit y'all getting lit but he still made some good points post what you want to post but you know there are consequences to everything that you do and you know what man i'm gonna have to just go ahead and delete some stuff because i've been hearing a lot about this spoon you know uh my homegirl maria from strong body strong soul has been talking about it too Man, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, shout out to uh, Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Cliffy Mac from the, uh, excuse me, Cliffy Mac Clean Podcast. What's going on? And Cyber Shots. <laughs> you know, and hey, hope this might be the end of the podcast. Maybe the other person that I hit up might hit, hit me back. Who knows? <laughs> but for now, I'll see you guys next week. And thank you so much for listening. Oh, hey, listen, by the way, uh, where the f- are my five stars? Where are they? Where's my review on Apple Podcasts? Where's that? I'll be waiting for that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye.